Listen, I think this next season of our lives will be one of the most blessed seasons of our life because it'll be our most authentic. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington, and this is the space that we come to every single week to talk more about what it means to actually chase purpose, not just money. Now, you know, if you've been around here for a while that in this community, we believe in the original definition of wealth. So we understand that it's not just about money and material possessions, but we understand that the 12th century definition of wealth means the condition of well-being. And I'm so excited today to have an opportunity to, to talk to a young woman that I truly admire and that I have gotten a chance to learn from virtually in so many ways. And we even share some good girlfriends in common um, because we're gonna talk about what it means to be well, especially in this season. Um, so let me give you her formal bio. Michelle Williams is an American Grammy award-winning singer, actress, and author who rose to fame in the 2000s as a member of one of the best-selling female groups of all time, Destiny's Child. Michelle is a mental health advocate, which is really why I invited her here today, being one of the first celebrities who talked about their depression in public, as well as an ambassador for the Office on Women's Health, a division of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And she's the host of the podcast on iHeartRadio Network, checking in with Michelle Williams. She's here because we're going to chat about uh, her book, Checking In, How Getting Real About Depression Saved My Life and Can Save Yours. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth Podcast, Michelle. Hey, Patrice. Thank you so much for having me. Now, if you could just copy and paste that bio to me so I can have it to give to others, that was so good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh, Michelle, I am so excited to talk to you because I get to tell you, even though it's virtually still kind of virtual eyeball to eyeball, how much there's a song in particular that has blessed me in this past year or so of my life. Um, this ep this season of the podcast for me, even though it's redefining wealth is the podcast. This is a season of redefining love for me um, because Last year, I went through a divorce, a separation and divorce after 14 and a half years of marriage. And so much happens in, in that, right, with life and love. Um, but one of the things that I've been saying in this season is redefining love has given me an opportunity to redefine what love for myself looks like, what love for God looks like, and what love for others looks like. And there was something that you posted one day um, or that I like, heard you chatting about. And I was like, oh, oh, this is so in alignment. And I, I I couldn't even go back through all the things because I think we've been trying to get you for a long time. So I can't go back through all the things to find what that original um, thing is. But when I kind of saw where your book was going, checking in with God, checking in with you, checking in with others, I was like, look at yeah. the alignment, Lord. Like this is just complete alignment. Yeah. So um, there's that. And then there's also this season I've been sharing the soundtrack to my healing. I just have to tell you free by Destiny's Child. It's the song that I listen to going to sign my divorce papers. And it's the song that I listen to <laughs> driving away. 
as I was just bawling and it has oh. been one of those songs and it was ba- I was bawling because I really had tears of joy because I genuinely felt free from a season of my life that just didn't serve me anymore. So it wasn't that I was sad. I felt free. And so I get to thank somebody just for singing, especially your little, your part where you break it down. I'm not going to try it because singing is not my ministry, but you know, your part in free. And I just want to tell you, thank you for it. Okay. That's all I want to say. Wow. <laughs> thank you for sharing that Patrice. And uh, I know that you felt free and you had tears of joy, but I want to acknowledge the grief that comes along with, Ooh. you know, a relational breakdown, divorce, Mm -hmm. you know, separation. So I want to acknowledge that. And um, I'm so glad that uh, Destiny's Child could be just a small sliver and a part of that through our music um, that helped get you through that moment. So thank you. Really, it is powerful to have um, meaningful music. I think that just puts words to how you're feeling sometimes when you can't even articulate it. Mm-hmm. like there there is there is just something so again I'm really I'm really intentional about the things that I allow in my spirit um and there's just that line it's like um ain't no feeling like being free and then you talk about like I'm an eagle set free like there's that line about I'm an eagle set free and I, yeah, I don't know I just I'm like eagle set free finally I'm looking out for me yeah finally I'm looking out for me And when you make a decision like that, though you are grieving, not just, you know, the years that have gone by, right? But you're grieving a future that you have planned that is now not going to happen. But also for me, also being an awareness that. Well, the future that you planned. That I planned. Right. And so now you get to walk into possibly the future that God has planned. Baby. Yes. That is yeah. it. Yeah. That's something. That, uh, and, and you can hold space for both of those though. You, you can, can yeah, you can hold you can hold space for that. Or listen, sometimes you want things to work. And maybe you do all that you can do to make it work. If you can check off everything that you knew to do, mm-hmm. you can check off the tool. It's all the useful tools because you just named two people. I don't know if they came pre-divorce or post-divorce. Mm-hmm. But you name two people, and I'm sure along with the well that you have in yourself, it sounds, I mean, I don't know, but <laughs> just when you name in those two people, uh-huh. you have some tools. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So you do all that you know that you can do, but it takes more than you doing all that you can do. It takes your person to do what they can do. Even the support, the people around you, they got, they got to help. You know, mm-hmm. when you get married, I'm learning, it ain't just you and them. It's a village. It is, a, it is, it is a village. And so um, when you've done all that you can do, you know, you, sometimes you're like, okay, God, I just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now all I can do is stand. Right. And, and for me, it was be obedient to what I know, like I was being called to do. So I feel like you can be obedient and still to your point, grieve, right? So it's not that, okay, I'm obedient. I'm doing what God called me to do. And now everything is hunky dory. No, still have those days. Yeah. Where it's like, wow, that happened. Woo. What a difference a year can make. 
Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> like this is not what I uh, intended and this was not my intention mm-hmm. and all of those still things. fresh, right? You said it's yeah. been a year. Yeah, it's fresh. fresh. Mm-hmm. So give yourself grace and space. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, what I love about this podcast is I have shared bits and pieces of the journey, right? So although I've been known as a financial expert for a long time, I'm very clear that all the other parts of our lives actually are the things that impact our finances. We think, oh, I just need to budget better. Um, Hey, uh, there's some other things that are probably going on in your life that are actually preventing you from just sticking to the budget you already know you're supposed to have or being able to track your expenses or do all those things. So mm-hmm. we base everything on the six pillars of wealth. And one of our core pillars is faith. Um, and so I want to talk about, you know, what encouraged you to write this whole book about checking in um, mm-hmm. and, and a, in particular checking in with, with God? Yeah. Uh, well, I knew um, somehow after I was, uh, checked myself into a treatment facility for depression. I knew that I would talk about it eventually. And I know that with my platform, I felt like you're going to have to write about it. And you should write about it um, to help somebody else so that they can know that they're not alone and to share with people like, you you know, I had a whole life, a, a life trauma and family and college being raised in church. I had all of that before I was in Destiny's Child. So I, I wanted people to also know that part of me. So they didn't feel like it was because a lot of people think a lot of uh, public figures who are openly open about their mental health struggles, they feel like Hollywood did it to them. Mm-hmm. No, it did not. It did not. Most of the time, it was some stuff you brought in to Hollywood with you, right? And your life is on speed. You're you're just going, 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 going. And then something happens and you got to deal with, you know, that trauma, that that abandonment, neglect, abuse, whatever it was that you're going through. Now, we were blessed to where myself and B and Kelly, we we did not experience certain um, things that people go through in the industry. We have protection, mm-hmm. you know, the Knowles family, tight knit protection. So my heart does, does go out to people who do get into music, film or some somewhere in the arts and they are taken advantage of and they are abused and it compounds the abuse that they probably came into the industry with. So I, I wanna make that very, very, very clear. But for me, it was not that. And for me, I thought making money and being successful would heal my trauma. Ooh. I came into the business with trauma and issues. So, so but I thought that, I, I, I'll, I'll never forget. I remember saying, oh, I can't wait till I get out this house. And I knew when I went to college, I knew that I was going to make, um, I said, I'm going to make, I, I chose a profession where I was like, okay, I'm gonna make 75 grand my first year out. Right. And I had a girlfriend who was making like 99 grand working for the FAA, killing it. Single <laughs> woman, no kids, no debt. Like you can live like a millionaire mm-hmm. with that kind of money. So I just knew when I get out of college, I'm going to be set. I get to get away from home, never going back. 
I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. No, that did not happen. It followed me. I had a brief season of being numb and being able to ignore it. Yeah, life moved very fast for me in the 2000s, from 1999 into the early 2000s. It moved very fast. So I didn't have to deal with it, but it Ooh. caught up. Let's, can we just camp out right there? Because <laughs> this community caters to so many high achievers. So we are the ones that quote unquote made it in our families. That might be the first to, you know, go to university and then get the good job, get the good government job or the corporate job or launch the business and find success. And so many of us who come from backgrounds rooted in trauma in some form or fashion literally think, oh, when I make more money, It'll mm-hmm. be fine. It'll be all good. When I move to a better neighborhood, it'll be all good. When I get the car that I've always dreamed of, it will be all good. And we constantly write off our healing to outside external sources. Listen, that quick transaction of getting a car does not outweigh the years of trauma. Mm. Getting a car is quick and fast. You can go online now and buy a car and have it delivered. And have it delivered. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that high of that new vehicle goes away quickly. Mm-hmm. But that trauma, that depression, the root of it, it, take, it, it takes a lot to uproot that. You need a lot of time to do that. So th- this stuff that we get is quick. And if they're mm-hmm. quick fixes. They're quick fixes. I know I, I got a car um, two years ago. I saw it on the showroom floor. I was having a moment of F you. F the world. F this person. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get this car. My mom always knows. She would always say, who'd you break up with? Because <laughs> I always got a new car. <laughs> <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't fix nothing. Right, right. So even that. So for my pattern for her to be, who'd you break up with? What relationship ended? You get a car, you get a purse, you buy a house. Some people do crazy things financially when they're heartbroken, right? Yeah. That's a temporary fix. So my ego was like, yeah. (laughs) Driving off the showroom floor. No, and you drove off for two minutes excited, but you go home and you're heartbroken. In about a week or two, it is set in. It is set in that new car smell, you get used to it. And and then I think that's why people jump from relationship to relationship, Um, vehicle after vehicle, anything extravagant financially that they think can fix because you have access to your bank accounts. You can just... And you're squandering wealth away mm-hmm. because of some personal trauma. It's so, real. So when did you realize, okay, I can't just like go get another car and I can't go get more stuff. I have to really sit down and deal with po- potentially just things that have happened in my past well before who the world know me knows me as today. That's so good. I would say when I the loss of my engagement, that's big. Something that you actually prayed for. Mm. You know, you prayed for this. 
you you believe God sent it, it like the exact thing that I prayed for, but some issues that I did not take care of helped it aided. Um, I'll actually maybe publicly admit maybe stuff I prayed for I wasn't ready for either. Okay, talk about it. So you can pray for all these things and you get it. And then when you get it, you don't know what to do with it. I -hmm. thought I wanted this. I do want this. But Lord, I've got some stuff in me. How I respond to things or you can let anxiety rob you of because you could be anxious. You overthink you're doing this and you're putting undue expectations on your partner and they can't feel they can't feel all those needs. God's got to do that. So I had to I, I need to I had to do a whole new work. I got the Lord had to do a whole new work in me. And women and men, we can feel like because we got a good job and we got some money, we made it. But your interpersonal your personal life is in shambles. You and I and I I sat there like, oh, I'm not all that that I thought I was. This wasn't right. My heart was not healed. There was some place I wasn't whole in. Professional life was killing. Mm-hmm. Resume, great. Personal life, as far as relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've said, Michelle, is I don't want to be a public success and a private failure. A private failure. And like I said, you know, I I got out of the house because I wanted to get away from trauma. And I like I said, success didn't doesn't heal it. Mm. Money don't heal it. Relationships doesn't heal it. Every other month, I attend a Super Friends brunch where we talk about everything from purpose to pursuing new dreams and even menopause. Yep, you heard me, menopause, because if you're over 40 and your girlfriends don't keep it real, I don't know what to tell you. But we have these important conversations because how can we redefine wealth if we're not keeping up with our hormonal health? Now, We discovered Happy Mammoth. It's the company that created Hormone Harmony, and it's dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for us. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. Hormone Harmony contains herbal extracts called aptogens that help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally. And any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take Hormone Harmony. It's perfect for hot flashes, night sweats, menopause-related brain fog, sleeplessness, occasional bloating and gas. You get the picture. Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com by using the code RW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RW for 15% off. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You and know, and even the distance, it the distance didn't actually do the work to heal it. So we think that the proximity <laughs> is the problem. But yeah. once you've experienced trauma, you carrying that thing in your body. Yeah. You can you could you could have been abused in Florida and moved to California. And it's still with you. The the aftermath and the impact of it is still, with, still you. with you. So I tell my story so that people I don't from a teenager on up, I want you to dig deep and 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 confront it so you don't have to lose things that you pray for. You can be ready for them because you've done the emotional work. You've got down to the root of, okay, what what were the what were the emotional needs that I needed to be met as a child? What 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 were those? Because mm-hmm they'll it'll come up in your adulthood you know when people say oh he just didn't get no attention when he was a child that's real (laughs) oh she didn't get affection she didn't get affirmation he didn't get comfort respect security all of those are emotional needs that we need to have met now we grew up especially black households we grew up in the you got clothes on your back shoes on your feet and a roof over your head what you, you talking should be about? Fine. You sh- you're fine. What do you mean you need a hug? What you what you mean you feeling depressed? Girl, if you don't go in there and do your homework, I'm the one that's depressed. I work 40 hours a week. Babe, baby. <laughs> so we a lot of our emotional needs were dismissed and diminished. And diminished because our parents' needs were dismissed and diminished. Their parents' needs my grandparents' needs were probably diminished and dismissed. Mm-hmm. And their parents, child, what, what you talking about? And we, you know, my grandparents, they grew up in the great era of the Great Depression. We ain't got time to be depressed. No, we got to, we're in survival. We got to survive. We, got, we have to survive. So I'll give you a hug. But, you know, we barely said I love you or it was awkward to hug. Yes. Oh, I know. That was a thing for my family. Yeah, it's awkward to show physical affection, and you and you and then you grow up wanting physical touch. Mm -hmm. So you get it in inappropriate ways because it's actually a need, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. But us that needed physical touch and affirmation. You, you seek it in other ways. Yeah. Dr. Tama Bryan says, um, many of us, our parents didn't have the luxury of healing. Ooh. Like they literally were just in survival mode. And it is such a blessing to be in this day and age where you and I, as women who both openly talk about uh, our relationships with God, can mm-hmm. still also acknowledge that therapy is, God, is God, that, that, that first of all, that, Dr. Tame O'Brien is uh like who yes 
amazing person as far as being a doctor and a woman of faith, mm-hmm. right? You got Dr. Super Bryant, Dr. Anita Phillips, mm-hmm. who says prayer is a weapon, therapy is a strategy, meaning you can have both. We can have right? both. You can have both. You can have success and have high functioning anxiety. You know, mm. can love Jesus and be really low, be a depression. You, you, those things can, you know, it's, it's not either or. Right. So just want to encourage people out there that who you're, you're doing well in your profession because you're feeling like, well, I made it, you know, we get to tell you, you know, do the work that we didn't know to do. Or like you said, that our parents didn't know to do, but now we are afforded. We know about therapy. We don't have to be ashamed of it. Versus going to church and just praying, trying to pray about it and sweep it under the rug. That's those were our parents. Yeah. And then as I went to therapy, Patrice, I began to have more compassion for my parents. Yeah. They were they were two individuals coming together with their own drama, unmet needs, trauma, whatever. Then they become one. Sheesh. Okay. So you got to nurture yourself. Nurture each other, this marriage. Then you brought kids mm-hmm. into it, right? So my compassion level for my parents went up a whole nother level, you know, when I got therapy and I stopped being angry because they weren't perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have the they didn't have the tools. They probably did what they saw growing up. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Therapy has definitely given me more compassion. Um girl for everybody, but really for my parents and my grandparents in particular, um, because it really did teach me. We hear that hurt people hurt people, but I really didn't have an understanding of how hurt they had to have been to be raised in the ways that they were. You know what I mean? And as a first generation American too, just when you add on culturally, just like some of the prevailing myths and just beliefs about how things have to be literally don't know anything different and now that I'm a mother I have a 15 year old daughter like I tell her all the time I am going to need your compassion but I can articulate for her that I'm doing the best that I can with who I know to be in this moment and I tell her all the time and it's it's not even like you know, we have a wonderful relationship, but since she's been a, a young girl, I'm like, now you're going to end up in therapy and you should, <laughs> you should, I know I'm gonna put you in therapy, but let me just say, right. Because I, for example, I didn't, I didn't know how to be very affectionate when my daughter was younger because I wasn't raised with affection. Mm-hmm. So some people crave what they didn't have. And some yeah. of us just model what we like, what we saw. So mm-hmm. I was not used to hugging. My grandmother used to go like this. <laughs> if yeah. you came to hug her. So yeah. when my daughter was little and she would be so touchy feely, I'd be like, Ooh, why are you so close? Right. And I would tell her, this is not about you. This is how mommy was raised and I'm working on it. Yeah. And there were some things we were, you know, being raised in dysfunction, but because we survived that dysfunction, we call it normal. Mm-hmm. No, let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it was. Some of us was raised in some dysfunction, 
but we survived. Mm-hmm. Our parents provided for us, gave us what they had. They gave us what they believed we needed. But some of that was dysfunction. But, we, but because we felt we survived it, that some of that behavior was normal. No, it was not. No. And we have to be honest about that. We have to be honest about that. When when some of what some people suffered abuse and then you have to sit there and accept. Oh, that was verbal abuse. So you might not have been beat. But you might have been spoken to in a way that was verbally that was that's called verbal abuse. Mm -hmm. So what do you do when you get hot tempered? Your mouth becomes like the knives in the drawer, sharp, hurtful. Because mm-hmm. mama and daddy got through it. And then we sat at the dinner table like nothing happened. That is not normal. It's not okay. It's not okay. Well, it was normal for us. Right. It but it's fun. not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what should be normal? Okay. There will be conflict. There will be disagreement. You know, but our words, you know, and how we it just it's our responses to the dis, to the disagreements. It's our responses to the tension in the in the home. It's mm-hmm. our responses to. So I'm just I, I'm taking that into every relationship. Every yeah. relationship. You know, speaking up when you're so afraid, speaking up when you don't know how to always articulate how you're feeling. But do the best that you can mm-hmm. within love. That tone is so important. Tone and how you say it. You know, you yeah. can tell somebody, you know, you know, you hurt me when you said that. Versus you always got <laughs> not the neck roll with it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's so funny because men, when they're describing how we talk, they be adding on to it. <laughs> like, that's not, not. how I said it. Like, right. Like it wasn't all that. Simmer down. <laughs> but that's how they hear it. It's so funny to me. I've lived like, bro, that's not how I said it. I didn't do all that. But right. now it, with you, I just. Right. <laughs> now, I know you are loving the Redefining Wealth podcast, but do you know what would take it up a notch? It's if you invested in a copy of my brand new book, Redefine Wealth for Yourself, How to Stop Chasing Money and Finally Live Your Life's Purpose. Now on the podcast, you hear me talk about the six pillars of wealth every single week. That's fit, people, space, faith, work, and money. And I want you to incorporate this into your life. But let's be honest, the podcast isn't enough. I poured 114 lessons from my own life the rituals, the mindsets, the behaviors, the attitudes that I had to shift in order to redefine wealth for myself in each one of these pillars. And now I've made it available to you. So you can make sure to pick up your copy in paperback, hardcover, or even listen on Audible. Whatever you do, make this a part of your library today. So let me ask you this, when you had to make that decision to um, check yourself into the treatment center, what was that like? Oh, well, I was at a point of just being hopeless. Um, I was, 
I was thinking about death. I didn't want to die. There, did not, there were times I wanted to, but at that point I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to, I don't know. I just want this fixed. Mm-hmm. I want my, I, I don't want to feel this way. So I was just at a point of, of being hopeless and being a woman of faith. I got off track in that. Mm-hmm. I was on auto, you know, giving God little pity pat prayers, but not intentional time with him. God is so intentional with us. We can be intentional with him in the time that he desires to have with us. Mm-hmm. I know and, you talk about checking in with God. So you talk about com- carving out consistent time with God um, being the key to change and freedom. And we've talked about on the podcast, this idea of being spiritually malnourished. So you said, uh, you said little pity pat <laughs> with your prayers. Is that what it is? Um, yeah, a little, um, okay, yeah. great God is good, let us thank him for our food. <laughs> yeah, no, we call we it do doing have- the drive-by devotional. So you're like, well, I did my one-minute devotional was by size, and Mm-mm. I got to check it off my list, and I'm on with the rest of my day. No, it's, it's and I'm not saying a minute versus an hour, one is more righteous. No, <laughs> not at all. But, you know... The time, you know, we've been guilty of rolling over and getting our phone and we on Instagram for like 30 minutes before we even get out of bed. Mm-hmm. So uh, friends, some friends, you know, we've been doing what we call first, giving God our first. It's not always tied with your money. It's giving him the first part of your day, mm-hmm. you know, and it's been making a world of a difference. Just that time, that 30 minutes that you normally would spend scrolling or sometimes we taint our day by waking up and we instantly go to answering emails. Mm-hmm. No sense for yourself. Check in with God first. Check in with yourself, then others. Yeah. No particular order, but I think God and yourself somewhere that should be first. What does that look like for you, like on an average day? On an average day, um, today I'm, I'm excited because I'm, I literally woke up overlooking water and, you know, when you're spending that time of devotion and you're listening to your praise and worship music or whatever it is that somebody might just listen to instrumental meditative music and you're reading your devotionals, it's like, I felt just this sweep of God, just this breeze. And it wasn't just like the breeze of the water and the wind, it was like this sweet breeze. God let me know I'm with you just a little, you know? So I just, I, I believe God loves it. You know, when we, when we give that time, when we yeah. give that. For me, sometimes it looks like um, I have a prayer room. Sometimes I just like go into the prayer room. It's on the backside of my closet, um, this mm-hmm. spare room. And I, I don't have like a set, oh, I need to do this for 10 minutes and then do that for 10 minutes and then do this for 30 minutes. It's literally like whatever my spirit needs in that moment. So mm-hmm. sometimes it really does just, sometimes it's reading one scripture and just meditating on it and like mm-hmm. just letting the images and the words kind of come to my mind, like whatever I feel like God is trying to say, but it's creating a space to be still so I can listen yeah. and just you know have that space sometimes I wake up with all kind of stuff and I'm like well I just need to journal <laughs> I just yeah. need to get this out of my spirit so I'll just journal 
or um, I'll grab a book. Like I love Homecoming by Dr. Tama Bryant. Um, and I love, like, I just have all of these really great books that are in that room. And sometimes Michelle, I just grab a book and open it up. I'm like, Holy Spirit, lead me to where I need to go. And it's like those 10 pages that I have the time to read are like, oh, okay, I see what you did there. Like, and, and yeah. it's like, I, that's what I take. Or I just listen to praise and worship music. It could be a little bit of all of it. It could be all that time is spent on one thing, but it's just like you're saying, it's just carving Absolutely. out that time. That's it. Car- carving out that time. And then, you know, the people that are listening, finding out, you know, what works for you, finding out what works mm-hmm. for you. And then before, you know, you cycle it and you do it before, you know, you're doing it a few times during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you might not be able to drop to your knees and pray everywhere you go, but you're just, you know, you're before you know it, you're just having having a gratitude moment throughout the day. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I, when I check in with myself before I go to bed at night, I do definitely do a how you feeling. You know, I just moved. So the my past couple weeks have been filled with some anxiety. I'm adjusting and getting adjusted to a new space. Mm-hmm. You know, I went from, you know, this area of healing where I felt like it was my cocoon and, you know, and then I'm in this new space. So now I'm having to make that space a healing space. Yes. So there's been some anxiety. Lit- and it's the small things, painting. It's been some anxiousness, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm so thankful that I was able, I was just able to up and buy a house. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. But, ooh, this place is wearing me out. <laughs> My furniture ain't delivered yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, I mean, honestly, there's quite a bit that goes into choosing even paint colors because you might say, you know, I, you could say I want white and then get there and there's 96 shades of white. You're like, well, well, when did white have all of these girl hints and hues? I wanted a black wall of this black accent wall. And the designer sent me all these different black paints. And I was like, I, was, I, I want black. <laughs> then you got black that has an undertone that looks blue. Then you got a black that looks gray a little bit. Then you, I'm like, bro. Black. It's like trying to buy toothpaste. It's eight yeah. Too many yeah. choices. So many choices. And you before now, if you weren't empowered to make decisions in your younger years, it is harder for you to even make a simple decision as toothpaste for yourself at the age of 40. Wow. You weren't empowered as a young girl to wear what you want to wear, think how you want to think. You weren't even allowed to express yourself because you, you were accused of talking back. Ooh, yes. So you don't know how to make a simple decision for yourself. What you want to eat? Whatever. Ma'am, what color? You, you said you wanted a black wall. I went and said, I wanted caviar is the color. Caviar. But then other people, well, so I have to empower myself to make decisions. Because anxiety is horrible. Before you know it, you're just like, oh, my God. You overwhelm yourself. Because when you have anxiety and you overthink, 
you're doing your pros and cons list over paint. Um, <laughs> Make a decision. Yeah. And oh, if you wow. don't like it, put some primer over it, paint it again. Paint mm-hmm. is not life or death. You know what, Michelle? I was talking to um, a past client recently and she was telling me that she didn't realize going through my program at the time that she did that she had mental um, health challenges. Mm -hmm. She just felt like she could not focus. And it was Mm -hmm. very hard because I would say like, you know, they would lay out all these options and I would say, well, just choose, choose one and go down that path and know that purpose evolves. And if this doesn't feel like it serves you, then you can always course correct and just go down another path. And I didn't realize, and she didn't realize she came back later. I'm talking like a year later and we just were able to have a conversation. And she's like, I was diagnosed with anxiety. I didn't know that that's what was happening in that moment. But, but you know what? Some stuff. Yes. I'm excited. We have diagnosis. And yes, I'm excited we even have a prescription for it. But some stuff we don't need a prescription for. We just need it to be empowered. To choose. To choose. So now we don't know how to choose. We make choices for others now because we grew up as people pleasers. Why do I need a pill for that? Mm. Empower yourself to now make decisions for yourself. I'm not taking a pill for that. So how do you know when it's time to just empower yourself and when it is literally something that you do need to take a pill for? And Now, uh, there are moments of distress. Moment of pure distress. And I do have a children's dose of an anti-anxiety and it dissolves under my tongue. That's how small the dosage is because mm-hmm. I know I don't need a full blown prescription because like you said, you want to empower yourself when it comes to stuff like, like I said, I'm speaking for myself, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, as far as a prescription, I don't need a prescription to make a decision. I know for a fact, the root of some of my anxiety is not being empowered or feeling like I give myself permission to make a decision for me. That is me. Now, are there are there clinical grades of depression and anxiety? Absolutely. And trust me, I've been on medication. So I I get that. But what I'm saying for me to have to take a pill to choose a paint color for me was the root of not being empowered and given permission to make the decision for myself and knowing that even if I make the wrong decision, as paint, it's fixable. Mm-hmm. Even if you make the wrong decision in a relationship, will heartache ensue? Yes. You're going to have to go through that process of healing? Yes. But is it fixable? Yes. 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 But in moments of pure distress, heart palpitations, um, fatigue, vomiting, and all that, that's when, that, that's probably when you say, okay, let me go on my medicine cabinet here. Got it. That's really good. I think that's a really helpful distinction for people. Yeah, yeah but from, I'm, again, the disclaimer from me, I'm speaking from yes. myself. Yes. I 
need a prescription when all I needed to do was to give myself permission to make a decision for myself and trust that even if I make the wrong decision, all things work together for good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, it, it's, it is going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Yeah, doing this house, like which storage bench did I want? Did I want all gold or did I want pepperwood? Did I like let's sit sit in the seat of gratitude that we can make these choices. Some of that anxiety that I have will ease when I can sit in the state of gratitude that I do have choices. Mm-hmm. Now make the choice that's that you want. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of us, you, you, you're always a team player. You're always doing what's good for other people and you don't know how to make a decision for yourself. So I, I encourage you to, and I, I affirm you that you can make a decision for yourself. And if it's, even if it's something as small as what do you want to eat today? Just choose something, make that just decision. Choose, just choose something, make the decision. You're good. If you make the wrong decision today, just get something you want. Just do something else. Choose the other option tomorrow. Yeah. We, I, we do we put undue and we put undue stuff on ourselves to where there are physical ailments that occur as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there's one more um in talking about we'll we'll choose. I know that at one stage in in your career, in your life, I would say you chose to go by the name Michelle, but I recently learned that that's not your your actual first name. Is Michelle your middle name? Michelle is my middle name. Tanitra is my first name. Mm-hmm. Tanitra is my first name. Um, and it was suggested um, that I go by Michelle from uh, marketing and mm-hmm. people at the time. I just got into Destiny Child. I know nothing about marketing. Now, did I like it? No. But was that a deal breaker? No. Right. No, it was not a deal breaker. You know, when you look up, you know, and I'm not trying to rationalize it or or make an excuse, especially when today uh, our former mayor of Atlanta was Keisha. Right. You know, our president, vice president Kamala. Right. And so back then in in 2000, knowing, okay, we want to keep everything as friendly as possible, you know, um, can you, will you go by Michelle? And so, yeah, yeah, of course, that's fine. And Mm -hmm. I like the fact that my family got me when I got home. They didn't get Michelle Mm -hmm. when I got home. They got Mm -hmm. me. I loved when I hear a family member call me by my first name, because believe it or not, Tanitra needed the healing. That's what I was going to get to. Did you feel like, I I mean, when I I hear that, when I hear that in relationships and um, I met a young girl, we um, just been hanging out. She's dating a friend of mine. And she was like, what do you want? What should I call you? I'm like, you call me T. You know, I'm walking in the wholeness of T. Michelle's going to be all right. But Tanitra needed the healing. Tanitra, yeah, I, I need that healing. I need, I need Tanitra to know that you, you were enough and that you are enough. The person I married, you're not getting Michelle. You're getting Tanitra. That part. Michelle is a, Michelle's a part of me. Babe, that's, that's what gives me my coins. <laughs> <laughs> But 
when I take those high heels off, I want my husband to get a healed Tanitra. Can I tell you how beautiful that is? And, Ooh. you know, as we as we start to wind down, I wanted to ask that because I know that so many of us. Again, this is a community of high achievers. We have names that we go by like out in the world. Right. So I have been known for over a decade as America's money maven. But when it came down to making a decision for my life, mm. I had to do what was right for Patrice, not the Patri- not coach, not what, you know, Maven, <laughs> not what I'm introduced <laughs> by or this thing. But like I had to do what was authentically the best choice for me to to feel good, like just to feel like I'm doing what works for me and not what other people think money Mm. maven or whomever whatever should be doing and I just I love that I love that you said your husband will get tea he'll get Tanitra listen I think this next season of our lives will be one of the most blessed seasons of our life because it'll be our most authentic yes that the saying I understand God can't God ain't finna bless who you pretend to be so don't 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 think you fooling God Mm -hmm. take that mask off you know, yeah. Be like, God. You know, that's that's the reason, though, that some of us won't get the mental health support that we need. I, well, I'm a deacon. Everybody knows me that deacon is so and so. What I look like going to therapy. I'm a such and such. I'm a general. I'm a vice president. Yeah. I'm a principal. I'm a this. And we lead with all these titles and roles and labels. And literally the little girl and the little boy in us that still is trying to reconcile what the heck just happened, (laughs) you know, maybe with some childhood trauma that we dealt with. And we just been we've been applauded for our success. Like we've been recognized and validated for all the accolades. But the little one in us is like, I don't care about none of that. I'm still hurting. Absolutely. And our our identity should not be tied up. Like you say, a football player, they have a hard time transitioning because the identity has been wrapped up in that leather ball that they carry. (laughs) That basketball player, that athlete, that singer, that identity is wrapped up in that microphone that he or she holds. When you're a soul first, you're a body first, you're a spirit first, that needs to be taken care of. Then you go from that to being a son, a daughter, a sister, a brother. Before you get to being the wife and husband, you were somebody's son or daughter first. You were some you were somebody's brother or sister first. Right. Yeah. 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 So good. Um, We have what we call redefining wealth, rapid wisdom questions. I'm just going to ask you four and just tell us the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Um, Here's the first one. How do you define success? Peace of mind. Peace. So good. How do you define wealth in three words or less? How do I define wealth in three words or less? Freedom. I'm going to keep it real. Freedom in mind, body, and soul and coin. Um, <laughs> so, free, so, so that was four. Freedom. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In mind, body, soul. No, that's a lot. That is supposed to be three words or less. 
and coin. <laughs> let's talk about, I know it's more than, but there's some freedom. Mm-hmm. When, when, if you can, like I said, you know, being taught, you can live, a, you can live like a millionaire at a certain income. Mm-hmm. May not, you know what I'm saying? So I just, the, the, the wealth, like you talk about the true meaning of wealth. Well, then that's what we'll, that's what we're going to drive. That's what we're going to affirm. And that's what we're going to say. Mm-hmm. Once we get to that place, all that other stuff comes. Yep. That's yeah. right. Well, yeah. okay. We've been, we've been in, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. right. And all that other stuff is coming. Yes. Yes. I'm going to let you slide, uh, Michelle, though, because that Thanks was a it. lot of words. <laughs> Right. You're right. I was just obedient. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm all choking. Okay. What's one book that has helped you redefine wealth for yourself? Oh, okay. Safe People. Safe People by Dr. Henry Cloud and John Townsend. Can I tell you why? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So um, I'm in 2019. I'm healing from the, my lost engagement and I'm reading this book called Safe People. And it's how to determine, you know, what a safe person is. So I'm like, oh, I can't wait to read this book because it's going to tell me everything I need to know about my fiance. Ooh, he wasn't safe. Girl, it read me. <laughs> I was reading it thinking I'm going to find out something about somebody else. It read me and it changed my life to tell me I wasn't the safe person. It takes two, but I wasn't, I wasn't safe either. Let me tell you. Let me read this so I can tell my mama about herself because now I'm empowered. I go to therapy and they tell me we can have conversations with people in our past. We talk to my family. Me. So it changed my life because when, when you start working on you, start the work on you. Because I used to go to therapy to tell on people. You say that. They, are, they did this. They did this. They did this. They did this. It's like now I haven't had a session like that in years. <laughs> oh, that is so good. Do you first of all, I've already pulled it up on Amazon because I felt <laughs> when you said it read me, I feel like, yeah, this is probably what I need in this season. How to find relationships that are good for you and avoid those that aren't. But we're gonna have to do some self-work. That's that's so good. But that go to therapy to tell on people. Oh my gosh, you didn't have to read me like that in that moment. Thank you. Um last thing. Fill in the blank. My name is, and the truth about wealth is. My name is Tanitra Michelle Williams, and the truth about wealth is you must be empowered yourself and give yourself permission to do what's best for you. Amen. Yes. So good. Uh, Tanitra Michelle Williams, thank you so much for blessing us on the Redefining Wealth podcast. Anytime, Patrice, and prayerfully, I get to meet you in person. Yes, um, I'm sure. We know too many people in common, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, we'll, let's meet up in person and praying for the season of your life. 
um, that you know nothing was wasted and nothing is lost. Mm. I received that. Yes, I received that. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Yes, ma'am. We'll talk again soon. Oh my gosh, wasn't that fantastic? Don't I always tell you that these guests and these conversations are going to be a blessing to you? Listen, if this was a blessing, just drop me a comment, rate, review, subscribe to the YouTube channel, do something. Because whenever you take action, not only will you be reminded when the next episode comes out, but you also help us spread the word. There are so many people out there who are doing this journey alone. They don't even know that there's a community of us who believe in redefining wealth and who believe in chasing purpose, not money. And with your support, we hit the algorithms and we spread the word and we bring more like-hearted and like-minded people into this community. So I do need your help. I can't do this alone. Also, don't forget that if you still need to understand what the six pillars of wealth are, you can go to patricewashington.com forward slash start here and get acclimated, understand what all these areas of life are that are impacting your finances, even when you're not thinking about it. And of course, come chat with me on Instagram, Seek Wisdom PCW. It is really me in the comments, engaging with you in real time. And I love hearing your thoughts and your feedbacks and seeing your feedback and seeing you share uh, the episodes that really resonate with you. So always feel free to tag me. I'll reshare you if I can. And I love chatting with you in the comments until next time. You know what I want you to do. I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever feeling like you have to chase money. Talk to you later. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.